Life. Welcome to episode 26 of the Black Life Pod. I am Alex, and as always, I am joined by Marcus. What up? And Brian. What's up? For your questions, fellas. No context, no nothing. Brian. Damn it. Would you rather have an intelligent partner or a good-looking partner? Ooh, that's important for him. An intelligent partner. You a goddamn liar. Marcus. Yeah, you liar, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't get somebody in between. No, no. Marcus. All right, man. Would you rather give up sex or give up food? (laughs) All right, so one of these, I'm going to die, so... Both of them, you might. Die. Well, I'm gonna have to go with. I have to go with sex, dude. Cause no, I, don't I can't think of a lie. No, it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You gave the PC answer. Me personally, I have to, dude. you know, what I'm saying I'd be starving, but that's neither here nor there. The question ain't about me. So <laughs> for today's show, what we got for the people, Marcus? On, on this week's episode, man, we speak on ego masculinity and we managed to jump down a rabbit hole face first and land on an emotional roller coaster and i don't even like roller coasters like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you was kind of giving it up on uh on this episode i saw you getting a little teary-eyed dude. whoa hey, you, man i saw you i, was, I nah, wanted to man. give you a hug but it's COVID, i didn't so i didn't well, <laughs> hey man you know alex's rules man <laughs> and if you don't know them, you will learn them later in the show Obligatory Instagram, Facebook at Black Life Pod. Email info at blacklifepod.com. That's where you can find us for show topics, constructive criticism, or just to say hi. Apple Podcast listeners, five stars, five stars, five stars. Write a review because it helps us reach new listeners and grow the show. And you love the show. Don't you want somebody else to love the show? Rhetorical question. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) you sound so mad (laughs) thank you for listening we hope you enjoy the show you know to you guys you know what does that mean to you like to have an ego or a male ego well i'm probably like a narcissist or something you know yeah i can see that (laughs) i I, but i don't even think it's that though it's it's just more or less like i feel like i've could do anything I put my mind to if I'm really interested in it. Like, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to do something and I know what it takes or what I need to get to that point, and I've seen somebody do it before me, and so I know it's possible, then why not try it? And my wife probably gets really mad at me because I'd be like, yo, I'm dope, dude. I'll just wake up and say it, you know? Like, but I feel like you have to have that to an extent or else you just be sad all the time, right? Yeah, I concur. Ego, I mean, the definition is essentially about your self-esteem and self-esteem and self-importance. But I don't know if I don't know exactly in my mind if it's tied with self-esteem. I guess my I guess my question is the male ego, because I'm a big believer in that you have different versions of your ego. But I mean, what defines you as a man? Right. So, like, how do you describe your manlyhood, or what? How do you define your manlyhood? Like masculinity? Yeah. 
because at the end of the day, that's what male, that's, that's what a lot of people think that male ego is. It's your self-worth as you put it, your identity as a man. I feel like my, if we're going to go masculinity, my masculinity is probably not what you would think of the traditional male masculinity as, because I feel like what we're taught is it's about being tough and not showing emotion. Exactly. And ding, 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 ding. Well, I mean, that's as it. Far that's as not it showing, right there. Not show, <laughs> as far as not showing emotion, I should say the only, the only emotions you're able to show are like toughness, machismo, or that you're happy. Like there's no sadness, no quirkiness, none of that. I mean, I, okay, I can kind of get down with it, but I guess then how do you, because you didn't really describe what your, I guess, are you saying then like, are you, are you, you experience the opposite of those? Like you're saying you do feel and you do experience sadness and. There's strength in being able to notice those emotions and also express them. Okay. Yeah. I feel I feel like it's it's a weakness to suppress them depending what on what they are. Let me let me be clear. Like some stuff is suppressed because it's traumatic, but some stuff is suppressed because of your ego. Mm-hmm. I would say cuz I don't have a problem showing anger, happiness oh. or Yo, man, this guy's always rooting against me, man. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, I don't have a problem showing happiness, you know, but, you know, based on how I grew up in my, in you know, my environment, I, that's how, that's what I was shown. Like showing emotion is kind of like a weakness. And if I didn't realize it, then I wouldn't say this anyway, but I never would have thought it would have been because of ego. I mean, personally for myself, like I, my, I guess describing my masculinity or male ego, because I kind of intertwine both of those. Um, I feel like I'm all about expressing no matter if I'm angry, sad, um, depressed um, or happier or whatever. Like I, I feel like I'm very open now. Growing up, though, was something completely different. Uh, yeah. As you put it, Marcus, like my not to say that my mom, you know, she because I was raised by my mom, not to say that she you know, always was like, oh, be a man about it or anything like that. But it was it was encouraged to not show specific emotions. And a lot of those yeah. was sadness and crying and um, things that were viewed as, I don't know, be, I guess those things were viewed as being weak. It wasn't it wasn't that because when me and me and my, uh, my brother would have moments, it wasn't that like we didn't get scolded moments of what like. Uh, like what Brian said, we I don't want to say weakness. It's not a weakness, but moments but see, where see, but that, but the the fact that that's the word you went to just shows that's how we've been conditioned exactly. to think of something. I know, but that's what I'm. I know but, that's not what you mean, but I'm. Yeah. that's what. But you know, it no, just but that's why I, that's why I don't want to use that word because I was trying to be careful because that's not how it was expressed to me. That's how that's how my environment showed me. Right, it's how your environment groomed you. So, what would your mom tell you in regards? To when you would have a moment of you're saying sadness or you're upset or something, yeah, like you can't that. let it get to you because you're a black man in this country, and if they see you act like this, it's going to be harder for you. If you act like this or if you react like this, it'll be tougher for you. You can't do that. You can't show them, you know, how you feel or you know, stuff like that. You think that's hindered you in any way? I think it's helped me a lot in ways, but it hinders me in personal relationships. 
What about you, Loach? Were you, is that kind of how you were taught that as a black man, yeah, showing these emotions is something you can Yeah, do? I mean, and, you know, it wasn't just even about those types of emotions, but yeah, as a black man, you know, obviously there's a certain type of, um, I guess, persona that you have to have that, you know, since you're black, you have to carry yourself. You have to be strong, independent. You know, you have to be prideful. But what what do those things mean? And, and the, you're not allowed to be as you're not allowed to be as vulnerable as the people who don't. Yeah. Look and, like and that's what that's what. It, yeah. It takes you it takes you out of certain conversations or it takes you out of or this is what you're told anyway. You don't want to stand out any more than you already do. I'm wondering if the difference is because you guys with you, Marcus, you were raised by a woman. And Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but majority of your time was spent yeah. with your mom, right? Yep. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, just to paraphrase, you guys were both raised uh, with women. See, I had both of my parents, but it's interesting because my dad was like, it sounds like your mothers were. You know, don't show them, don't let them see you sweat, yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah, Where my mom would would stress that it's fine, but handle it like specifically, like if we're talking about work, handle it before you get to work and after work, but handle it. Yeah. Right. Whereas I feel like, I don't know if this is with you guys, what I feel like a lot of people is just completely shut down. Mine was like, shut that shit down in certain situations. What do you mean? What, however you feel and whatever, all that stuff is fine. It's valid. Handle it. But don't handle it at work. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't handle it out on the street. Yeah. That type of stuff. So my question to you guys is, were you guys just like, don't deal with these emotions at all? Like, if you feel them, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, it it was, it was, I'm not, because I like the way, and I am very appreciative of the way my parents have raised me, especially my mom. Um, but I will say that in terms of not just the the emotions, but it was also what was viewed as feminine too. Um, that was actually right. another layer of it as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'd get scolded for sometimes for not being strong, for not being stable, emotionally stable. And that meant obviously not being angry. But, but, but that's my thing is the emotionally stable not sh- is that not showing emotion like can't you be emotional right I, kn- but- I know now we see it now differently but why is it that for so many of us growing up is emotionally stable means not being emotional right exactly as opposed to understanding how to deal with your emotions. right and that's the biggest thing like there you're always told to man up or to power through or or to be happy or to not be upset but no one really teaches you at least i was never really taught how to actually to, to, to channel and to, um, to channel in a healthy manner of how to de-stress, how to calm my anxiety down, how to activate my parasympathetic nervous system. Right. So I was never really, I don't know about it. See the words, dog. what, the, what kind of nervous system? Parasympathetic. parasympathetic. Is that the fight or flight? What's the opposite of fight or flight? Oh, the opposite. I don't think I have those kinds of. Uh, <laughs> you say well, I don't have a uh, pair. Of, I don't have a pair of empathetic system, dude. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got that shit. Dog. <laughs> um, so, what about what about you, Marcus? Were you was it just shut that shit down and you weren't taught how to deal with it? Um. Yeah, I don't see. For me though, it probably. 
I don't want to get that deep into it, but it doesn't. I mean, who taught our folks how to teach that? And that's the thing. That's why I was never taught. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. So it's yeah, like, but were you taught? Um, I'm asking you, were you? I don't think so. I mean, I don't because I, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily taught that either. Is what I'm saying. I was shown, or I was told to like when to handle these things. Yeah but not how that's something yeah. I came to myself. I, I would always see how, how things affected my parents. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. And as much as you are like your parents, if you're reflective in any way, you see, I don't want that kind of thing that they have. So I don't want to do that. How do I avoid that? Or how do I not do that? Um, yeah. A lot of it had to do, I always go back to this, but it's true. A lot of it had to do with music specifically lyrics like my thing was always if people can write this stuff like these songs where the words make me feel sad then that must be okay right you know what i mean so that's kind of how i came to develop the ways that i cope with emotions and I would. deal and with it is were- by hearing people i didn't really know but relating to it mm-hmm you know what I mean? Man, you are old, so you did this at eight. What? What? How old were you when you? I, I don't know how. Old. I was relatively young. I've been writing and shit since I, I was really young. I remember writing. I remember writing in a a notebook that had like Power Rangers on it. Damn. So, <laughs> so uh, because yeah, Alex, you bring up a very good point. You know, and in, in terms of you know, it didn't sound like you've actually suppressed emotions and um i guess what you could call it. I, I have but not yeah often right but i i guess there's there's what they i guess we could categorize it as primary emotions and uh secondary or primary negative emotions and secondary negative emotions and the primary is like your first initial emotion to where that's where you feel vulnerable or what's making you feel vulnerable. Let's say something happened, you feel, you feel sad, right? About it. Or you feel, you feel angry about it. Right. Um, what we're taught. And I guess not even not what we're taught. Cause Marcus and I, we weren't really taught this growing up. Um, is that, you know, if you recognize that you're getting upset, then, um, stop being upset, not necessarily knowing how to deal right. with it. But what happens is then since we weren't taught those patterns of how to, how to actually healthily get through those emotions, we cover it up with a, a secondary negative emotion, basically stating, okay, I'm fucking pissed off about this. Or, um, you know, you, rather than trying to understand why you are sad, you turn that, you cover it up with anger and suppress and suppress it even further. And so now it, comp- it compounds and those emotions that you cover up are suppressed. That's actually what makes you more volatile or, later on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, that's what happens, I think, with the male ego, or at least the masculinity part, is that we were never really taught how to channel our emotions in a healthy way. And women are. Women, I think it's more acceptable for women to. So, you know, the, I think it's more acceptable for women to outwardly show right. emotions, but I don't know that they're taught any better than we were. No. I don't think that they're taught how to actually cha- how to actually channel them into something constructive. Right, but I think that, but I think that even still, that they they have a one up on most men because if they're able to express it right at that at that at that first layer, 
then there are they won't be as explosive later because they're they're acknowledging it whereas most men we don't acknowledge that we're we're vulnerable in that in that initially motion and we bury it and then later on right, it right, kicks us right. in our ass so whether or not they're you know they're taught you know how to how to how to how to cope with it you know they're they're already self-aware there's a, there's a, a, at least some sort of expression exactly here. so when we're talking about women being able to or it being more acceptable to have some sort of expression of an emotion i want to talk specifically about crying so what were you guys taught and how do you feel just about crying? <laughs> I'll give you Stop something crying. to cry about. Yeah, I heard that one before too. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that shit yeah. all the time. <laughs> that's because you got your ass beat a lot though. Yeah. You're right. My ass was an ugly crier, right? So I had to learn quick how to cover that shit up. <laughs> so I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd be suffocating because I wanted I'm trying to calm down. Because <laughs> I ain't trying to- So how do you how do you feel about crying now? Whether it's happy tears or sad tears? Um, you know, I've actually don't think I've actually had happy tears. But um Really? Yeah, I don't oh, think I I've actually experienced that to where I had happy tears. Eh, that's not true. I lied. I once. Yeah. Once. Wow, your heart is cold. There's an ice box there. All right, Omarion. <laughs> yeah. Marcus, what about you? Uh crying. Is that something? Uh, Obviously, you, uh, we heard what you knew growing up, but what about now? There's something a lot of people need to understand. The woman that birthed me, she, I don't, I think I saw her, actually, I don't even remember. I don't know. I have a bad memory, but I don't know if I ever saw her cry before. And I, and I was there when her mom died. So mm-hmm. I've never seen this woman cry ever. And so when it comes to crying, I think I'm just not realizing this, but uh, yeah, before before uh, I met my wife, I didn't really, I saw it as, not, you know, I was taught that it was a sign of weakness. Not a sign of weakness, but you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, sign of weakness. Um, you soft, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but i mean if that puts anything if that puts things in perspective uh describing how my mom was then yeah that's yeah don't cry see i i saw <laughs> i saw my mom cry i saw my mom cry a lot and i saw my dad didn't want you to see him cry but wow. i saw him cry interesting so i i always knew it you know it was all right but i i'd only seen them cry like for something traumatic like somebody dies yeah. or um occasionally yeah. like my mom was really sensitive so occasionally i would see her cry like somebody hurt her feelings or something like that but i never understood the power of crying until i mean obviously after they died but i realized that like i was saying earlier that's why my view of masculinity is different. Like if you can allow yourself to feel. It takes a lot more strength. Exactly. That's how I see masculinity. But as far as the crying stuff, I probably cry like every couple months for a variety of reasons. Like I done got soft in my old age. Stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like like I can like for real. Like I can hear a song and it, it'll like either remind me or something. Or sometimes like 
Some shit's just beautiful. And I just shed a tear like in a movie and shit. Nah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's happened to me once that's, or twice. That literally, mm-hmm. I was driving to work and this was like, I don't know. I don't remember when this was, but, you know, 2020, all of 2020 was fucked up. But I remember like driving to work and just thinking like, uh, you know, like, man, I everything that we were raised on, all, all these things that we hear about from our parents and grandparents, like who, like... It's just crazy, like what's going on outside. And then I was listening to a podcast, and Marvin Gaye, "What's Going On," comes on, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Yeah, man!" I started crying a little bit, and then I was like, and then I started thinking, like, "Yo, am I crying about a song?" And yeah, yeah, I was, dude. But I remember talking about 2020. Um, um, excuse me if I butcher the name, Ahmad Arbery. Um, running and them killing him and uh, George George Floyd. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. I was in the basement working out, uh, doing some hit cardio thing, <laughs> and I was going so hard. I don't know the last time I worked out that hard by myself, and I was hunched over and on the verge of tears. Like I realized, like yeah, it was it, mm-hmm. it was really getting to me. Yeah. I think if more of us were allowed to allowed to and taught how to feel and that it's okay a lot of uh a lot of our issues specifically as men and as black men we'd be able to uh deal with them <laughs> deal with them in, yeah. in a healthy manner for that yeah and instead of like yeah. going to you know alcohol drugs and whatever else um, right. you know, it's, I'm trying to think the last time, like I had like a good cry. Uh, the last time I did was, oh, I think while I was in New York, um, last year, and I want to say this was like maybe a few days or a week before, um, like we got on the phone and decided to actually like, let's record. <laughs> um, I had like mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a, a breakdown then, but. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about actually crying in front of people. Um, I don't know. I was going to say like what? So that's, that's a, that's, I hadn't thought about that, but go ahead. Yeah. I I just, I was just saying like, for me, it's not that I, you know, it's, I, I view it as a weakness to cry in front of people. I just, it's more of, I don't necessarily want people to first see me crying because i'm an ugly ass crier for one but for two i believe it yeah like snot's coming out i have seen you cry i have seen you cry once yeah yeah you it's not cute Dang. oh come <laughs> on man when I don't, I don't even remember crying in front of your ass but yeah it's not it's not cute at all marcus like, do yeah i know my ass is not, <laughs> not. <laughs> so that's the main reason why i don't like crying in front of people but no second, hold on i'm not co-signing what? the face but I, i'm just co-signing that i do know what he's talking about i know when i know what he's talking about yeah i'm not talking yeah. yeah. yeah, i don't even do, know man. don't do that shit again Wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I, don't I fucking don't remember that at all nah um, nah man it's fine <laughs> dang. whatever man anyway it's fine all right it's fine hey <laughs> i thought of it right when you said that too i was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the main reason why. But no, I just you know I don't want people to the I, I don't know I, th- I think at that point if I reach that stage I don't want people to console me right away because it makes it worse. I'm like that too. Does it make it, it, is it making it worse or is it just coming out? I mean, it makes it come out 
more intensely, let's just say. And no, there's a reason for I that. know, but I'd rather I'd rather it be gradual versus because again, like what's if the I'm reason? crying. Well, th- I'm getting there. If I'm crying, oh. I'm already at that stage where it's looking ugly anyway. If, I, if it's in more intense, it becomes more ugly, and it actually hurts to cry because my ass can't breathe. So <laughs> I, I know, I know, I've I've been there multiple times, dog. So crying makes you tired too. Yeah, I, man. I got to take a nap. After exactly. I cry, like, when I get a good cry, I gotta go to sleep. I don't fucking want to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> what, man? I'm right you though, scared of being vulnerable right now? What's up? Huh, nah, man. Dog. I'm, I'm, hey, that cry nap, that cry nap is different though. That shit is different though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I I just remember being. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> what you just remember? What? Yeah. <laughs> Brian fucked up my sweater that day too. I did. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Yo, what the fuck? What happened? Yeah, it was at the uh talking about when y'all came to visit when when my mom passed away. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh yeah, Brian was sad, boy. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, man. I remember that. Me I too. A hug. I gave him a hug and he I was like, he gonna think this is all right. This is all right. <laughs> like, Yo. It's all right, man. It's all it's good. Like the, but look, don't like ever the first, do this again, though. Right. It was like it was like the first hug or the last hug I got from Alex. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. He gave me the first, the first voluntary. Yeah, Brian. Brian sitting there like, yo, this is crazy. This is the first time Alex gave me a hug. Alex sitting there thinking like, yo, he about to think this is okay. I gotta explain this to him later. He still gave me the one arm joint too. Like he did. Look, man. Look, it's all good, dude. Yeah, I was balling too, dude. But you know what though? He gave me like a pat or two. That's what that. Like even in that though, like when. When she was at the fucking nursing home, man, and I'm sitting next to her bed, like just bawling, just no hope. Everything is gone. I don't even know what to do next. I got a younger brother and sister. I'm supposed to get married in a year. She never wanted any of this. And I signed her up for the hospice shit anyway. I'm sitting there crying about life, everything just coming out. And she like looked at me and she was, she wasn't crying. You know, she's probably out of it a little bit because it was drugging her up. And she was just like, what are you crying for? And she asked me in the most sincere way. And I'm just like, stop, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, man, yeah, man, it's shit like that. Like even reflecting on that, it's just like, I don't want to go through life like that. Just never being able to tell anybody anything. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. not being able to share anything. Like I have two daughters. Right. Like I like I can't be like that. Right? Right. Yeah. All right. Where's the alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to kick it with us on the Black Life Pod. Facebook, Instagram, at Black Life Pod, B-L-A-C-L-I-F-E-P-O-D. Info at blacklifepod.com is the email. Get in touch with us for show topic suggestions, any criticisms or constructive criticisms you may have 
the show or anything else you may want to talk about. Apple Podcast listeners, still looking for those five stars and those written reviews to help us grow the show. We want to thank our latest reviewer, Auntie LT, for her kind words. We appreciate it. We'll be back again next week to dissect some more of this craziness that is life. Love yourself. Love one another. Until next time.